0: Welcome to The Student Manager. This is the inaugural video, right? And we have special Honored. guest, Sean Bolton. Great, great seeing you. Great seeing you too, Michael. First, we got to take care of some housekeeping items. I want to thank our corporate sponsors. Now as we get bigger, I mean, we can actually afford to do a video now. As we get bigger- we I'm gotta, impressed. <laughs> we got to thank our corporate sponsors. Always Fonger News, right? Um, but also Trenta. Trenta's right down the street. It's a uh, Italian place. One of my friends, Marco and the Di Giorno on the place so yep. followers listeners check out Trenta and we also want to thank John Ursini big over supporter at Newport Rib Company um, they may have a lot of competition but the ribs don't absolutely so and then this is the first time you've ever met our executive producer Murph Cargus. yes formerly of Sugar Ray yes. actually he has a junior yep. at Newport Harbor yep. High School doing very well I might add So Sean Bolton, I want to thank you first because you have helped the student manager a lot with the podcast in the Newport Harbor community. Sean Bolton, the principal at Newport Harbor in his seventh year, correct,
1: and um, a lot of things have been going on. A lot of things have been going on, but student manager is an important podcast, Michael, that people need to hear. They really need to listen to it.
0: What you say important, and I know what the whole goal is. The goal is to help students and parents with the whole college search and admission process, finding yeah. that right fit, and really understanding, uh, looking at those colleges out there and what goes on. Well, why do you think it's so important for students? Because and these
1: aren't the beautiful brochures or the narratives that are in our community, these are real, raw stories of students and that journey from high school to college and exactly what it's like in college. And I think it's important for our current parents and students to listen to the words of who's on the show, their perceptions and what they experience. So let's get right into it. This is
0: a casual conversation. We're gonna go on a lot of many angles, a lot of different questions. You've been at Newport Harbor for seven years. What have you seen change
1: from when you first started there to today? So in 2013, we were just coming out of the recession. A lot of colleges and universities weren't that exclusive and elusive for our students. And as the economy rebounded, as college admissions mania went back into hyperdrive like it did before the recession, I saw a lot of despondent students reaching for the stars Mm -hmm. and not getting into the schools that they wanted to. Also, you go through the cheating scandal at CDM, we certainly have been touched by scandal. We don't have uh, students that necessarily make the best choices, but to get to the top of the pyramid, to get into the schools that you want to get into, you do whatever it takes sometimes. And unfortunately, uh, students compromise their integrity. And, you know, Rick Singer lived two blocks away from Newport Harbor High School.
0: He was one street over from us. Those cameras, uh, Fonger News was actually trying to get some <laughs> video of that. Yeah. Uh, but that really, the varsity blues. Um, and I understand from one of the counselors I know this year, she didn't have any students apply to USC. Um, I don't know if you've seen that at Newport Harbor of some of your applications, but just the the numbers of people applying to schools like that are just trying to get into those type of schools.
1: Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to get into USC. And I don't know that the, the initial data set there, but UCLA last year had 120,000 applicants and they took about 9,000 students out of that applicant pool. That's an incredible amount of applicants. And that's such a low percentage of students getting admitted to a state college university in California. And you've probably seen it too. It is so hard
0: for a California high school student to get into a UC it is. and a state university. So there's so many options. And that's why we do have this podcast to showcase and talk about these other universities. We're going to get into uh, your university because you went to Drury, Drury that's Panthers. Right. That's
1: right. Drury Panthers. Go Panthers. In Springfield, Springfield Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. A D2. D2. It was the show me state. We joked around, show me the hell out of here. And we called it Drury and Misery, but I absolutely loved it. Uh, you know what? Here's a question. Do you have
0: any students at Harbor that have either applied to Drury or have attended Drury?
1: No, Um, we've had some students take a look at Drury. I was the principal at Laguna Hills High School for five years in South County, great high school. I had a couple of students there look at it. In fact, a counselor, her daughter was looking at Drury, got in, actually went on a trip, but decided to go to Alabama because of the football program.
0: Drury does not have a football school. You went to Drury. On a golf scholarship.
1: Correct. Straight out of OCC.
0: So, and, and you hit on another topic, OCC. We talk about it's okay to go to a community college if you
1: don't know what you want to do. Absolutely. One of the best community colleges in the, the country is in our backyard. And I went there for three years. I was an average high school student. I don't mind sharing the story mm-hmm. because I think it's, an again, an important story for people to listen to. I did a gap year because my dad was British. He believed in that. So I went to Asia for a year. Then I came back. I lived with him. My parents were divorced. My mom uh, is in Los Angeles. I grew up in Los Angeles, but moved in with my dad after my gap year. Worked and went to OCC. And then after playing golf there, I became a serious student as well. All of a sudden, after that part of my life was finished, I had all sorts of opportunities in front of me to play Division Two golf. And... Taking a little side note,
0: Sean Bolton is a stick. I've played <laughs> golf with you in tournaments. Was. And, and I still can't believe, I still have this story. We're at Pelican and you were like the fourth one uh, in our group and you hit a birdie. I'm like, yeah, show him the line, let's do it again. And you hit another birdie. And I think we hit two or three in a row. And then my buddy said to me, he's like, that guy's played college golf. He hit some straight in the Thank fairway. You. And
1: he's dead on. Well, I appreciate the ego boost. But you know, as your kids get older, right? Your handicap gets higher. Uh, that's that's what I hear. Less time.
0: You know, let's talk about and explain, because some parents out there, followers and listeners and students, they don't know what a gap year is. I first heard about it, yeah. gotta be truthful, almost a year ago. Because my daughter said, oh, a gap year. I said, what the heck's a gap year? Talk about a gap year. And obviously it worked for you, but... Parents need to hear about it because sometimes they're not emotionally ready
1: to go to college. And you hit the nail on the head. They're not emotionally ready to go to college. And my dad being British, he had a lot of friends in in England and throughout Europe that really encouraged him to take a look at a gap year for me. Mm -hmm. And so I, through his business connections, worked in Japan for four months, and then I worked in Hong Kong for eight months. So it was actually a year abroad. And I was immature in high school, um, just, you know, you go through family stuff, no one gets a free ride, had some trials and tribulations through my parents' divorce, but I found myself not being competitive at the end of high school, and so my dad, you know, rightfully so, said, you're gonna go overseas and you're gonna work, you're gonna learn, you're gonna go through the university of life, and that's what he kind of uh, built, traveling abroad for a year as. and. There's a maturation process that happens when you go overseas, no longer are you comforted by your parents and your friends and similar surroundings, Mm -hmm. and you're totally out of your comfort zone. And you come back and your worldview is completely changed. So we live in a community where there's a lot of
0: pressure put on by parents, students feel it. It's okay. Let's reiterate, it's okay to A, take a gap year. Absolutely. Absolutely for the right reasons, as well as, I keep on wanting to drill this home, Orange Coast College, Irvine Valley College, yep. Golden West College Unbelievable. are stepping stones and gateways to UCs if you can't get into them, you know, right after
1: your senior Absolutely. Year. And if you just Google freshman dropout rate and you take a look at a school that you really want to go to, but you don't get in you realize that those seats carry on sophomore, junior year. And so OCC plays that role in filling those seats. You go to community college, you do well, get to know your counselor. Those seats are filled through students at OCC, Golden West, IVC, Saddleback College, because they need to fill those seats and you fill them because you you compete, you qualify at a, at a community college.
0: And I've had guests on and the students have said, so I'm going to take that same math class at this university, whatever it may be. Why not take that
1: same math class here in Orange County and yes. save my
0: parents the thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000
1: right? And, and that's another variable that, that is important to touch upon. We have a college-going senior class percentage of our senior class go to a four-year university. Mm -hmm. And some people may think that's low. There are certainly other students that qualify, about 55 to 65% of our graduating class out of a class of about 500 qualify to go to a four-year, but they can't afford it. And to your point, they don't want to spend the money. So they save that money and go to community college.
0: And those are good facts to know because... Especially out here, they, you know, that that leads me to a question. Do you see the pressure from parents putting on their students?
1: Yes. And so, a central question that I get all the time is what percentage of your graduating class goes to a four year? And when I say 48%, you can see the disappointment in their eyes and their body language. And I have to further explain what I just mentioned, that you know, not everybody can afford to go, not everybody wants to go, not everybody's mature enough to go. And you kind of explain the dynamic. And then they ask, well, what about the other 30%? Well, the other 30% are going to trade school, they're going to, into the military, or they're going into the workforce because we have four vocational career technical education programs at Harbor where you can go straight into the workforce. All successful pathways. We have 93% of our graduating class graduate, So that means only 7% have either dropped out or gone to continuation school or gone to adult ed. That's very, very low. Let's talk
0: about the vocational schools that you have at Harbor because, and I wanna to touch on some other things that I've had guests on, like for example, the IB program, right? You have amazing things uh, at Harbor. So let's talk about the vocational uh, schools because some parents may not know about that. Right.
1: And as well as students. They might, but... So the trades were thrown out around 1980. Uh, A Nation at Risk came out in 1983. And to make a very long story short, this college-going mindset really encompassed everything that school districts tried to do, superintendents tried to do, and the focus was college for all. Well, we soon realized that you still need people in the service industry to fix your house, we need still people to build houses, we need still people to service planes and so on. So in the last six years, there's been a tremendous amount of money out of California coming for our career technical education programs. So we established four at Newport Harbor, culinary, TV and film, business, and computer science. Mm -hmm. TV and film, for example, we got $1.2 million from the state. We have a full production TV studio at Newport Harbor. Students can go through that program. It's a three to four-year pathway, depending on how many years you want to stay into it, straight into industry. The labor market index is there. They go up to Los Angeles. They're well-prepared. They get an entry-level job in the movie industry, the film industry, the TV industry. Culinary. Culinary. It's my favorite because I'm Mm -hmm. a foodie. I'm an emotional eater. It fills a big void. Culinary, we send students all over the world to culinary school, all over the country to culinary school. You think about the country clubs, the hotels, the cruise ships, and just the restaurant industry in America. It's the second largest employer out of the U.S. government. Outside of the U.S. government is the food industry. And so we prepare them for that. And the most exciting one we have is a construction tech program at Estancia. It's not on our campus. It's at our sister school in Newport Mesa. Last year, we had nine job offers of... Seniors got nine job offers out of the construction tech program, mainly to McCarthy and Raymond Group. Okay. And so one of we had the first female go from Newport Harbor. She was in construction tech at Estancia. We had 10 students over there. Now she's working on the Ram Stadium in Inglewood.
0: Amazing. I mean, these are things... You're right, some students can't go to a university, right? not wanna go to college. They're specifically cut out for trade schools. We've talked about this because the future, we we do need electricians, we need plumbers, and they can own their own business. That's right. right? But I still think, in a sense, especially, I I know my daughter's school, modern day, not only is there pressure from parents, but there's pressure from September to still now. Here we are in the beginning of February, What's the common question a parent's gonna ask a student or their friends are gonna ask, where are you going? That's
1: where right. have you gotten accepted? Right. So do you see that pressure among the students too? Yes, and it mounts at this time of year because they've either they've either gotten into the colleges or they've been denied into the colleges that they wanna to go to. And then you've got the spring admittance window where for UCs and then the mm-hmm. other elite schools across the country. And I just feel like the pressure just has kept mounting and mounting. And you asked the question at the beginning of this podcast, you know, you've seen a lot in your seven years at Harbor. It has ratcheted up to a degree where I think it's unfair for a teenager to make a life decision at such an early stage. And it's, you know, your life is contingent upon success or failure at 17 years of age based on where you go to college. So what advice recommendation first would you give
0: the student? Because at the end of the day, it is the student's decision. So, what do you tell your students where they might come in and say, Mr. Bolton, coming in tears, or yeah. I didn't get into my school, or can you help me here? Or what are your counselors saying? What advice would you give the students today?
1: Well, you know, they, if they and they do come in tears a lot, or mm-hmm. there's a lot of anxiety and stress, and I just tell them, you have other gifts that the school that you want to go to just hasn't realized. They mm-hmm. they have not realized who you are as a person. You're you're you've got so many different qualities for success. It doesn't matter where you go; it's what you make of it, and that that is a true story. And and, and we both know that because we have life experience. We've been to college. We, you know, you've been everywhere, and it doesn't matter where you go; it matters what you do with that experience.
0: And you hit on a point because I tell my guest and I tell my friends that have kids, I said college is a blip on the map. I say, get there, start something, finish something. And we talked about this before and Murph's heard it. It's all who you know, network in that school. Make sure you you, you have fun and experience it, but there's a fit for everybody. There is there is, not?
1: There is. There absolutely is. And there's there's hidden gems across the country, coast to coast, top to bottom, that people don't really want to take a look at because it doesn't have the name recognition. And that's the pressure you're talking about, Michael, that that I think, again, is totally unfair. It's a status symbol. I mean, people wear it like a handbag and you talk about like the sweatshirt, you know. Sweatshirt brands. You can say it. The sweatshirt
0: brands. We talk about that all the time here in our community, it's all about the sweatshirt.
1: It is, and you know, if your kid goes to Cal State Monterey or Cal State San Bernardino somehow, it's a black eye on the family and it's not.
0: All right, so how are you fixing that or how are you trying to improve that at Newport Harbor? What, for example, spring's coming up. How are we showcasing, how are we getting awareness of other universities and schools that are on your campus to get parents and get students to actually stop by that table?
1: Well, your podcast plays a big role in that, and that's why I encourage parents that are really confused to listen to your podcast, to li- really listen to the experiences, especially of the students that you've had on here. Mm-hmm. The second thing we do is we have College Knowledge Night, which is usually in the spring, and we have, you know, it's, it's wall-to-wall. It's all about college. It's all about community college, and it's all about the trades as well. And so we have college representatives around the country come in. We have admissions officers from UCLA just give a re- very real, raw uh, account of what it's like to try and admit 9,000 students out of a 120,000 applicant pool. But every week at Harbor, especially in the fall, we've mm-hmm. got 16 to 20 college reps coming in. And... From time to time, I'll just peek my head in in the window of the library or actually go in and you'll see 16 tables. And where's the line? Where's the mob of students? It's around USC or Arizona State or Harvard. It's mm-hmm. the big name schools or it's the, you know, the, the college experience, Alabama, Clemson. And so like the lower tier schools, their tables, they've got their reps there, are just sitting there on their phones with all the giveaways, ready to talk about what they're all about, and no one goes to them.
0: So how do we convey a message to parents that are listening, to be more open to whoever it may be, right? Because you're right. Uh, I remember my daughter at OSHA going to some fairs and you'd go into one table, uh, one one little classroom and it'll be all the UCs, but then you'd see these Elon universities or the small SLA schools or. Like, you know, someone like Dreary, yeah. even, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, Kansas City and Missouri that, that yeah. we can get into. There's a lot of schools yeah. that I want to, uh, you know, talk about on this podcast too. But w- what advice do you give the parents?
1: Well, you know, I, I still think America has as one of the greatest college and university systems in the world. I mean, it really does. And and because of my dad, I I've, I'm well-traveled and you take a look at the different colleges and universities around the world, nobody has a system or the offering that we do. Nobody. And that's why you have a global applicant pool trying to get to America to get to our schools. And just like you go to the supermarket and there's 20 different brands of coffee, there's over 2,700 colleges and universities. There's maritime universities. There's fashion institutes. There's culinary schools. There's trade schools. There's aeronautical schools. Mm-hmm. And why are you so focused on Alabama, USC, Clemson? It's that
0: sweatshirt, Sean. That's, right. That's why they gotta That's listen right. to the Student Manager podcast. That's we're right. promoting
1: it. You're helping me do a great That's job right. of it. That's right. You know, and. and like your alma mater, Long Beach State, mm-hmm. great school, and and students that go there, and they've got incredible athletic programs, drama, music, choir. I mean, it's just an incredible facility. I don't think, to be honest, and I, I tell people this a lot now,
0: I don't think I can get in there today. It's so hard no. to, to get in... Schools out here, and I think that's I think there's an article in the Orange County Register just last week and yeah. how all these college admission recruiters and counselors are focusing on Southern California because qualified kids
1: are not getting in to their own backyard that's right that's right. There's a great pool of students here that they can draw from because they're not getting into the Cal states or the u c s and so they make it attractive for them to go out of state, but we still haven't switched our mindset to seek schools that are no name, lower tier. And I don't mean lower tier in a negative connotation, but lower tier in the psyche of our, of our parents and our students and to explore those different opportunities. All right. So I'm going to transition. You were at Drury. They didn't yeah, have a football. They did not team, right?
0: Most kids I ask, you know, what what are you looking for? Cuz yeah. you you should find out. Like, do you want to be in the Greek life? Do you want a big sports school? Do you want what's your major, yeah. right? And we talked about this some questions I always like to ask students is, you know, do you know the graduation rate? Do you know the sure. alumni network because let's face it, 17, 18-year-old kid might not be thinking about that right now. Right. But you went to Drury, no football team. First of all, football team's only going to play, what, 12 games in a season, four right. or five are going to be home. What are you going right. to do for the rest of the year? That's right. Right? Right now, my daughter's in Washington, and she says, I have not seen sun in like four weeks. Right. Although she took a picture of the sun yesterday, and she said, look, it is actually alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but without a football team, what can you share to students and parents? Like, what did you do? Like, what what the experience is without a football team yeah. to give them a different perspective?
1: Yeah, it, it you know, I got there, I had an instant group of friends because I was on the golf team and there were ten student athletes on the team. I, I my first year I didn't live in the athletic dorm, but I got to know all these different students from different parts of the country. And in Missouri, like Indiana, it is all basketball. And You know, football is a speed bump. They just wanna get to the main attraction and that's basketball. And so the basketball games were packed, alum. You had community members, corporate sponsors, season ticket holders. You know, again, all the sports teams, the drama kids. And we would just go bananas rooting for the Panthers. And then soccer was huge too. And Springfield,
0: it's located in the historical Midtown. Yeah. Right, if you're a foodie, you're a foodie. Maybe that's why you like it. There's some great restaurants. Oh, yeah. Right, okay, I don't know.
1: I discovered barbecue at Drury favorite barbecue restaurant. Crosstown Barbecue. I mean, it was like two streets away. It was an alum. And it was a guy who you could get a a slab of brisket, white bread and a beverage, you know, for eight bucks. It was awesome.
0: All right, you're speaking alum. Tell the audience and followers the top famous alumni or well-known names from Drury and what they're doing.
1: So the three wise men, It's, it's Bob Barker from The Price is Right It's Johnny Morris, who started and is the founder, and I guess he's the principal owner of Bass Pro Shops, Mm -hmm. and he bought uh, another outfit recently, and then O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts. That's right. The whole family (laughs) went there. In fact, O'Reilly, exactly. And they just built a $60 million basketball arena there. Uh, Johnny Morris graduated from the business school. He sold lures in the back of his dad's liquor store, the Brown Derby. That's how it all got started. He gives a tremendous amount of money to the school. And Bob Barker was a Sigma Nu there. He didn't have the best academic record. He's not shy about talking about it. In fact, when Drury won the the, the Men's Division II Basketball Championship in 2013, that's yes. right. Yes. You know, they won in Atlanta, Georgia. He came on before the telecast on CBS and pumped up everybody up. And I was with four Drury alum at a at a local bar and we were going crazy and everyone was like who are these guys you know but it was it, those guys just give a tremendous amount of money to the school the alumni base you know you talk about it often it is far reaching and it's impressive enrollment at
0: Drury is about 3200 yeah right out of state tuition i did the calculation it's about 28000 correct okay we're looking at class sizes of nineteen. Correct. Right? Average ACT to get in is twenty-six. Correct. Average SAT is about um what did I have? Like uh, 1100. Yeah. Three, a eleven little little hundred. Yeah, that. Three point eight GPA, over seventy majors, yeah. twenty-nine minors, sixty-two percent of seniors
1: completed an internship while at Drury. Correct. I mean, you're right near St. Louis. Right near St. Louis. And they have a school of architecture. And then a lot of students went there because, and they still have it, there's an automatic admission process into the uh, medical school at University of Missouri and the medical school at St. Louis University. So you don't have to apply if you go to Drury and you take the prerequisites and you score a certain score on the MCAT. And since we're here, most people get caught up in
0: rankings. Rankings to me don't mean shit. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just a number. Right? That's right. But the U.S. World Report, for those listening, the U.S. World Report 2020 has Drury the ranked top 20 best regional universities in the Midwest. Number 23 for undergrad teaching, meaning their professors are strong. They yes. don't hire any slouches. No. Number 10 in best value. Yeah. Uh, and it's ranked high in Princeton Review. So um, they're also known, I think, if I was doing my research
1: right, Talk to me about the stone chapel. There's always like some landmark. So it was founded in 1873 in the New England tradition and they built a stone chapel that's still there. It's historic. It was made by by local stones. And um, you know, there's a lot of alum that go back there and they get married in stone chapel, which is kind of cool. I didn't get to do that, but it sits on the corner and it's iconic. How many times were you uh, in Olin library? A lot. I was actually in there a lot. Bill Garvin, he still runs the library there. He's got two lifetime passes to the masters all four days because he's from South Carolina. In the 50s, his parents bought those rights. And the research library there is second to none. It's, it's a quasi-historical institute of the Southwest, Southwestern mm-hmm. region of Missouri, which is a very interesting uh, region in itself, but state-of-the-art can't complain. Olin Library really was a place to go.
0: Now, after we talk about, Jerusalem, I'm impressed
1: you know that actually, <laughs> Anstow Chapel. We might, add, and a lot of people ride bikes. A lot of people ride bikes. It's it's you know historic. sounds like Newport Beach, Sean. Hey, you know, there's well, instead of going to the mountains, people go to the lakes, right? Ozarks. Ozarks. That's right. right. So Lake of the Ozarks and Table Rock Lake. Branson's about 40 minutes south of there. And the lakes were an unintended, you know, just byproduct. It was a total surprise. You invariably meet people who have second homes on the lake. Gorgeous.
0: Well, I got to tell you, one of our first early road trips, we did the, sa- the Midwest. So I took my kids, we went to WashU, okay. St. Louis.
1: Beautiful school.
0: Uh, loved it. Matter of fact, we had Murph, we had um, Liam Mulcaron, right? Yep. From WashU, yeah. who's on, on, on this uh, podcast. And then we drove down, we went to. Columbia, M-I-Z. Yeah, Mizzou, Tigers. And and then we went to Lawrence, right? KU. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. Yeah. Uh, Phenomenal campuses. And I think people from, I don't know, you might see this. We're in the West Coast. So it's either West Coast or East Coast. They kind of forget, you know, I don't want to get political, but Trump thinks Kansas City's in Missouri. (laughs) Or he thinks Kansas City's in, in Kansas, Kansas. Yeah, he tweeted that last night. That thing. was the funniest thing. I mean, I'm not not to get off on a tangent, but I'm like, really, hello, Kansas City. But I just it brought back memories of all my road trips to Lawrence, Columbia, yeah. and just driving on yeah. the 70. And you, <laughs> as
1: you know, it's beautiful country. It is. It really. It's is. different. It's different. And and just you know, I, I can't even. I was a California kid. And I just went back there. Everyone thought I was crazy, but I discovered a little gem. And and really, you know, my mind went there because I knew I could focus on academics. I'd be away from all the distractions. And my heart, I went there because they had four beautiful golf courses as their home course. And I was like, I'm in. You know. So so in
0: your your student body, right, and the Newport Beach community, and obviously our other listeners. Uh,
1: do you encourage them to look at schools in the Midwest? Yeah, and I and I tell them to look at Drury. Uh, you know, there's there's quite a few students that want to go to emory Riddle for nautical school, mm-hmm. but I tell them, you know, Central Missouri State had a great aeronautical program all the way from air, being an airline mechanic to a pilot. I there's just architecture school they complain about not getting into Slow or usc it's like well drury had an architecture school has one and they also has they also have reciprocity with a school in athens there's satellite campus so every architecture student takes a semester abroad and they go to greece to study architecture okay. i mean what better place right the cradle of western Absolutely. civilization um I, I just, I don't know. It, it, it worked for me. I think it can work for a lot of students if we just change the worldview of, of our community. It's it's the mindset. Correct. Take off
0: that sweatshirt brand. Correct. Let's think bigger picture, right? The community out there, high school students, where do you wanna be in four years? Exactly. Right? And my daughters, they wanna go out of California and they say it's four years out of our life. That's right. Right? And you experience something different. Get away from, this is la-la land
1: it is. let's be honest it is beautiful weather right now beautiful weather you know your daughter's point she just saw the sun every day <laughs> i remember there was a swimmer from san francisco jury has a phenomenal swimming aquatics program by the way they've been division two champions like 20 years in a row either the men's side or the women's side wins they have incredible divers in fact the the head coach there recruits out of here but i remember a swimmer from san francisco told me it was one of the first people i met joey tomzik said, dude, you're not gonna see the sun from Halloween to St. Patrick's Day. And he was right.
0: And if you could, I just had a conversation with my daughter today and we were talking about it. She said, I just need to get through this winter quarter. But she knew, she expected it because we've had guests on this podcast. They'll go to school, second best option. Right. And they're transferring back home because they didn't get into that sweatshirt school. Right. Um, I wanna touch on something because you were an English major. Right? Correct. And I'm gonna go two parts with this. First I was an
1: English history major, but that that was the other beauty of jury as a liberal arts school, so you could major and you could have double majors.
0: English, I tell students this and parents, I said, you know what? If you don't know what you'd major in, that's okay. Because it's again not what you graduate with, it's who you know. Right. But English, I'm impressed with English because I kind of wish I took it. Uh, because no matter what you do in graduation, or when you graduate, you can do so much in English. Yeah. If you know how to write, correct me if I'm wrong, Correct. tell the students, if they know how to write, they're going to be very successful in life.
1: Very successful. If you can pen an email that's shortened to the point, if you can write a, a review, if you can write a monthly newsletter for the company that you have, you can you can read anything. I mean, everything from a education journal to a newspaper to a novel to a short story to a poem. You can interpret it ten different ways. You can become a principal. That's right. So let's talk about
0: APA and MLA because I've heard this a few times. <laughs> Especially being an English major, what advice? Talk talk to me high level.
1: Well, you know, back in the day, you had to get out a style guide, right? An APA or an MLA style guide. Now, everything's done for you online. I mean, even Word, yes. right? You could you could set your reference page to APA or MLA and just plug in the information, and it'll create it for you. Right, right. Yeah. But
0: colleges, I, I, I mean, even I think of like the college essays. Do people, do you, do you have students come to you and talk about the college essay?
1: Yes, and, and not as much as the counselors, but again, you know, when, when students come in from time to time, and, and I always welcome them, I have an open-door policy for students, because they have the gumption to come in and talk to the principal, I'm going to give them the time, no matter who they are.
0: Do you hear that, students? That's right. Murph, do you, do you tell your junior kid to go? I will
1: give him all the advice <laughs> in the world. Okay. Yeah, it's free advice. <laughs> but. You know the the self statement has to be organic. And it has to be original, and it has to kind of invoke something in the reader. Mm-hmm. And and again, no one gets a free ride. We all go through trials and tribulations in life. But don't just write about the beige, the ordinary, the the hum, ho that you want to write. Okay, write something extraordinary, and know who your audience is as well.
0: I. Can't agree with that anymore because we've had some of your former students on that are in big time colleges and yes. that didn't get into the college that they want. And they said, if they had to do it all over, they wouldn't have just checked that box on the essay. Yes. Like, well, what would you have done differently? So students out there listening and parents have that passion, right? right? Find a passion. Don't talk about the winning goal. That's right. Don't talk about ASB.
1: That's right. The death of a cat when you were
0: 15. Talk about something that'll separate yourself. Show that you will make a difference, have an impact and passion, whatever it is. That's right. You know, I do these podcasts on the weekend. You know, I, I, I walk with my dog all around Newport and I actually listen to all my podcasts and I critique them. Kind of like breaking down film, right? Maybe some of your coaches should do that too.
1: (laughs) That's a subtle dig. That's a microaggression actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I also listen to other podcasts on, there's not that much out there on education, but I'm trying to find stuff and I'm listening to stuff and, and that's where I got that, you know, find really that passion. Yes. on the essay and, and you know how can you separate yourself and we we use x my my kids use external counselors as well as their internal so this is a perfect transition into newport harbors internal counselors first let's take it there and then let's take it with the community because i'm sure a lot of your students at least the ones that have come on my podcast have used external counselors counselors let's start internal what do your internal counselors provide And how can
1: they be a resource? So we're lucky. We have seven and we also have two school psychologists. So we Mm -hmm. have a team of nine supporting that guidance curriculum and psychological piece for students. And they can provide four-year planning, surface level college career guidance. Do you see your students take advantage of the internal? They don't. And so the narrative that's out in the community is that they're never available but they are always available before school, lunch, and after school. There are always counselors there. And we always tell the students, you don't have to go to the alpha assigned counselor. So each counselor is assigned you know, through the alphabet. And if you're A through D and it's Mayberry, and she's not there because she's in a IEP or a student study team meeting or a district meeting or what have you, or dealing with a student and she can't open her door for you, there's six counselors down the line and you can just pop your head in and they're all welcoming people. It's a tremendous resource that I don't think is utilized properly. So if I'm the, hearing- the, the counselors aren't available when the students want them want now, them. right? Okay,
0: so this is real life. I mean, I know what my daughter did at OSHA. Um, she had to email the counselor, right? Schedule a time. Hello, you coming on this podcast. Right. We've scheduled this like 30 days ago, 45 days ago, right? People are busy. Correct. They just don't drop a dime and say, okay, I'm ready. What do you want to talk about? Unless they're by chance are available. So if I'm a parent, if I'm listening in your community or just any of my audience, students, pick up an email, not pick up the phone, but email your counselor. Correct. See if they're available. Correct. Right? Find a time. And they'll usually right, pull you out of class or you get a little slippery. Yeah, right? there's
1: two old school, you know, methods of communication. One is you go up to the counseling admin assistant, Mrs. Mack, and you make an appointment, like Mrs. Mack yes. and Sean Bolton. I'd like to go see Mrs. Maybury, my counselor, and she'll pencil you in. Or you can call Mrs. Mack on the telephone and you can also make an appointment. No brainer.
0: I highly recommend. Students out there listening, or parents, tell your students, especially if you're at Newport Harbor High School, to go see the counselor. They're available. Correct. Right? They're going to give you. I know our, um, my daughter's uh, counselor at OSHA, she was remarkable. She helped Sophia, but she also, you know, did her external counselor because they're different, different advice, different recommendations. Right? right? But um, obviously, use them, that resource. What's
1: your take on external counselors? So you have to be very selective there because I think sometimes they just check the boxes Mm -hmm. and they don't get to know the student, the family dynamic, or tap into the passions of the student. And they also just kind of go through the four-year program and they'll recommend what you wanna hear, like all AP classes, get an IB diploma and your chances of getting into Harvard are really good, right? They'll just sell you that. Right. When in reality everybody has a different gift, but they open it at different times in their life. And gauging that is an art form. And I believe that true educators understand that. They can look across the table and they can see, and they get to know a student exactly what their passions are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and where they need to go. And they can draw from hundreds of different colleges and universities or different life experiences beyond high school. But it gets lost because they book too many clients. They don't have the time. They have a tried and true formula that they think works. And they just kind of feed into this college admissions mania that you and many other people are trying to dispel. The people that really know and care about this whole dynamic.
0: That's why I'm going to give a shout out and props to one of our earlier guests. And you might have heard her, Jerry Frazier yeah. from Fraser yes, Counseling. Because A... She only takes, I think, 20, 25 per year. And she has you all four years. Matter of fact, because I have an eighth grader coming up, she said, Michael, you better get him signed up. You know, because you want to get to know that student. Right. And it's to me, there's more to life than just going to college. I think of my profession. Yes, I have a profession outside podcasting, it's sales. Right, but it's the probing that's the questions you ask. It is. And a good teacher will ask a lot of those questions to get Oh, absolutely, and,
1: and she's a good one because she'll walk a student back when they're entering the junior year and they want to take four AP classes and an IB class and play a sport and be in ASB and be in all these clubs. She will challenge a student and say, you've got to make choices and you can't do all that. Yes. And sometimes, you know, the truth hurts, but people need to hear it. The truth really hurts, especially out here. And you know,
0: maybe these parents are living their life vicariously through their kids, right? They got their goggles on. I, I talk about that a lot. Parent goggles, daddy goggles, for whatever it be. It could be sports or academics, but yes. there's so much pressure and stress yes. going on. I mean, to sum it up, like, what advice do you give parents? Like, I just tell them, if, if it was me I, 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 before I, I hear yours, I say back off, just yes. let them be. I mean, that's my direct blunt way. Yes. But what do you tell your community? What do you tell parents? What do you tell my followers and listeners?
1: Well, you know, a lot of what you tell them. I mean, you've got to go to the college university and ask yourself if it's a fit. Mm -hmm. You can't live vicariously through your student size because you didn't get into a top tier school and you're just hoping that every parent wants a better life for their kid than what they have. I mean, it's just natural. But that doesn't always mean that (laughs) Harvard's going to equate to success and, and utopia. But we grew up in an era... Michael where it wasn't that difficult. It really wasn't that difficult mm-hmm. to get into college or university. And you know, Harvard admitted something like 20% of their applicant pool. The Cal States were for that 2.5 kid. You know, w- when I went to Drury, it certainly didn't have the academic prowess that it d- d- does now, <laughs> right. you know, and but if you're if you're if you make the connection between hard work, college and success, you can basically start anywhere and that's that's a message that a lot of people have to hear and i think what you know you're doing on the podcast and what america is starting to wake up to are these stories where it's messy right it's not a linear trajectory you know from point a to point b success is messy it takes a lot of twists and turns ups and downs and that's what this next step is all about but don't Put all your chips on one school or your REACH school or these five schools, you know, broaden your horizons and take a look at a gap year at community college at a trade school. Great information.
0: Um, As principal at Newport Harbor High School, transitioning a little bit, what's your biggest challenge? What are some of the challenges you face every day besides just college search and admission?
1: The, the High school has become very difficult, mm-hmm. extremely difficult. I mean, we, we expect students to finish two years of college, really, academically before they even graduate from, from high school. And our biggest challenge is that we call it the mushy middle, the, the, the kids that aren't in all AP courses mm-hmm. or they're not taking all IB courses. They may be taking one AP class or one IB course. And they're in drama, music, a sport, culinary, what have you. And they're, they're a 2.8 student to a 3.2 student. They score 23, 24 in the ACT. And they're just kind of going through the motions. And then they think less of themselves because they're not the 4.0 student. They're not in all AP classes. They're not set, dead set on going to Harvard. And we champion those students. And we champion them internally in our school. Because they're really the difference makers in society. They, they have usually very good outlook on life, and we try to not let that pressure break their spirit or who they really are. Well, those students... That's the biggest challenge.
0: And and I appreciate that. And, and to me, I think those are the students that are probably going to be running the world. They are. That A students will be working for the B students. Yes. Right? But you... You hit on something, you're like, they only scored a 22, 23 on the ACT. You know what the average ACT is, first in the nation, right? I don't know. It's 21.
1: Okay, I did not know that.
0: California, it's 23. Wow. All right. The average ACT. Can I
1: borrow that information? Yes, you can. Yeah, that's, that's good information. You
0: can definitely borrow it because people get stuck on, oh my gosh, my child did not score a 30. need to mention a 31, 32, 33. Today, in the last probably 60, 90 days, every student that I run into, um, not only on my podcasts or my daughter's friends, I said, do you know what the average ACT is? You should be proud, right? I mean, anything in the 20s, that's average. I mean, yes, we're in Southern California. So people need to hear that because, all right, look, what was Drury? I just said Drury's average ACT was 26. Correct. Right? You talked about Central Missouri State. Their average ACT we're looking at, our University of Central Oklahoma. Average ACT 20, SATs 10 30. Yeah. Right? University of Central Ho- Oklahoma Broncos, it's 25 minutes the from Broncos. Oklahoma City.
1: Yeah. No one knows about it. In Edmond, Oklahoma. And when we used to play them in golf and their home golf course is Oak Tree, which is Robert Trent Jones Jr. That's his his signature course.
0: And it's $15,000 out of state tuition to go to that D2 school. Great school. Right? Uh, top public university of the Midwest, again, by US News and World. Yep. I mean, we can go down the list. You talked to me about, okay, this is the first time i ever heard of it. When I said Pittsburgh State, I'm like, dang, he's going out to Pittsburgh. I, I know Pitt Panthers, yeah. right? I know- the, the I know gorillas all,
1: of Pittsburgh State, Kansas.
0: There you go, ACT 21, oh. SAT 1060. And a lot of these don't take, um, oh, the test optional mission process, right? I mean, some students
1: just don't test well. Yeah. So there's the optional- And and they had a heck of a golf team there. And they also have an incredible football program and an incredible football following out there that's, that's impressive. And you'd see these, their school colors were Cardinal and gold like USC, mm-hmm. and you would see Pitt State, the Gorillas, and they were difference makers in that whole football community in the Midwest. They were well-known. And
0: they're well-known enough to play University of Kansas this year. Yeah. And got
1: their ass kicked they one the two to forty two, but they probably got a lot of money for that. They played. In fact, uh, the year Drury won the national championship, they played Duke the next year and lost by the same margin.
0: It's, uh, you know what? Drury admission directors should like be thanking yourself <laughs> and myself because we're gonna get. Yeah. You know what? That should be our goal. I'm to sending get them this a podcast. Newport
1: Harbor, high school student to Drury. I would love that, or Central Missouri or Pitt State in Kansas, right? Oh. So we've
0: talked a lot. We've talked about what's going on in this whole college search and admission process. We've talked about some great advice um, giving students, parents, and especially what's going around here and, and uh, the community that we live in, right? And then we've also talked about uh, some of your challenges and, and if there's something that keeps you up at night as a principal, I know we've talked about this before, yes. like what,
1: what keeps you up at night? You know, it's it's that phone ringing late at night. It's the it's, you know, we had we had a recent tragedy. You know, Kobe Bryant went down in a helicopter. Two of our parents went down in that helicopter along with an eighth grade student at Ensign. You know, they're 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 the juniors at Newport Harbor mm-hmm. High School. You know, she lost a mom and dad and a sister in that helicopter accident. And on Sunday, my phone started going crazy around 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning. That's the type of stuff that keeps me up at night. And I didn't sleep well the next night. We had to have a staff meeting. It's it's that extreme, and that's a whole nother level of, of devastation and a calamity that that... Reached every corner of the globe. And then we have students that make poor choices on the weekend after 10 o'clock, after midnight, whether it's drinking and driving or mm-hmm. overdosing. Um, those are the sorts of things that really keep me up at night. Because, you know, you've got the greatest gifts in the world when you're young, right? You've got your youth, you've got your future, mm-hmm. and you've got your education.
0: I mean, as we wrap up, like, what do you tell students and parents? Because as an outsider, Sean, my wife and I like when those events happen. Like, since you're a f- close family friend, we, we I think about you. And well, like, thank you. I bet I, I bet you his phone's blowing up right now. Yeah. I, especially last March.
1: Last March was big, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, we had a very well publicized backyard party where the students formed a swastika and the form with red cups, and you know there were 20 students at that party. Some of them were ours, and it's an event it was a calamity it was mm-hmm. an absolute calamity but you know instead of just dwelling on it and looking at it as a negative we used it as a as an opportunity for success and we used it as an opportunity to really shift the paradigm with our conversations our lens we're more intentional now mm-hmm. and it it, it exposed a, an ugly side of our community the the, the bigotry the anti-semitism the hate but we teased it all out and we're starting to have real conversations about what's happening, not only in our community, but across the country. And these are important conversations. And before, we had a lot of, we had a lot of struggles having those conversations. We right. had the election debacle of 2016. We had a lot of attention paid on our campus about what happened there after Trump had his rally at the Fairview uh, mm-hmm. fairgrounds. And then we had our rat issue and the and rats, the rats, right? <laughs> I mean, we just we we have these calamities, but these are opportunities to shift the paradigm and to progress for the better as an educational community.
0: And I think you hit on it, adversity,
1: adversity, and, builds and character. It, it does build character, and because they they should be afforded anonymity, but the students at that backyard party. You know, the students that returned to school, that were welcome back to school, they've done a phenomenal job of advancing that conversation, of being role models.
0: And you learn from your lessons. Absolutely. You know, little mistakes in life. Just, for example, getting back onto this podcast about college and, and, and where you select. No matter who, what college you select and sometimes it, it might not be the right decision. That's right. But hopefully they find, you know, that it's not the right decision and they could corrected and improved and enhanced off of that. And that's why I'm trying to have these podcasts, not trying because we don't get paid to try, but we have these podcasts to help educate really the students and the parents out there.
1: That's right. In this community. And and the calamities like on Sunday with with Kobe's helicopter coming down, You know, life isn't guaranteed. We can't buy our destiny. You've Mm got to live every moment. You've got to make the most of life. So it's like, make smart choices, make the most of it and just go for it
0: and that's a great way to you know put a whole ribbon on this is because I, I say that to a lot not only my kids is you may not have tomorrow correct and you just have to do everything possible as if it was your last moment correct not just because of what's happened correct but you don't want to sit back I always just say don't sit back and say what if correct think about how this podcast started I, I always wanted to do a podcast right we've talked about doing a book uh, sharing my you know the uh, message and I just did it. I didn't know where it was going. And now look, we're on video. Hey, I love it. Right, we're on video. I love it. Before I leave, I do wanna thank you because we don't have any kids at Newport Harbor High School. And people have come up to Maria, myself, my wife, and they've always asked about Newport Harbor. Should we go to modern day? Should we go to Newport Harbor? And we can't say enough high things about Newport Harbor. It's almost like that college decision. I said, you know what? There's a right fit for Newport Harbor. There's a right fit for whatever school you're looking into. May it be OSHA, may it be modern day or another Trinity league school or CDM. There's a right fit. What does your student want? Because people have come to me and they said, well, what about sports? What about this? I said, take away sports. Academically, Harbor is phenomenal. They have the IB program. Right, the principal is amazing and if you're a very smart student harbors the perfect fit for you if yeah. you're not if you're on the lower end they have the right resources for you too if you're maybe in the middle hmm maybe because modern day is really good at that so, those are the type of No, and I, I appreciate you get. saying
1: I appreciate you saying that, especially out in the community. And, and I and I appreciate the ego boost about the principal being amazing, but the staff's amazing. There's 101 teachers, there's seven counselors, four admin, another 150 staff, and everyone is student-centered and does a phenomenal job. You know, we're not perfect. We're mm-hmm. never going to be perfect. We're a human institution. You know, all humans are are imperfect, right? We're just trying to like raise imperfect young adults and and we make it work, and it's the journey. Well, you've jumped on this podcast. This is like the halfway
0: of uh, our half-year anniversary. Love oh, to have you on yeah. in the future. Thank you. Uh, we
1: have got to get out and play golf. Got to go out and play golf. Got to get some of my colleagues on this, which we, I know you want to do. Absolutely, is, they're phenomenal. Right? So we're gonna we'll give them a shout out in advance. We want to get Kathy Scott at CDM yeah, and then Jake Haley at Costa Mesa, Mike Haldenmausia, Dave Martinez at Early College. I mean, the the, the the colleagues that I have at the at the high school level are just phenomenal people. I want to thank our executive producer Murph Cargis, who
0: runs this whole operation. Thank you. We got to thank our corporate sponsors again, Trenta, which is right here in Westside, Costa Mesa, Delicious. Italian food. Yeah.
1: He's a he's a water polo coach in our feeder program.
0: Yes, Marco. Marco, yeah. Marco you mentioned the student manager. Fong, if you just say Fonger, Fonger, come on. Here's a table. Here's a table. He's been so <laughs> great to us. And then my boy, John Orsini over at Newport Rib Company. Yeah. Uh, we'll always got to thank them. Uh, but for now, this has been the special episode of well, the student you. manager podcast. I'm honored. Thank you for coming. And we're going to sign out. Fonger News, out.